General Motors says it remains confident of securing gold in the 100, 200 and 400 metres rat humper events when the rescheduled Tokyo Olympics kicks off in just 459 days. Full details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, the place where... Australian. New car buyers save thousands off their brand new cars. <laughs> Hit me up on the website. But that GM's diligent Olympic Rat Humper Pro preparation in just a sec. Full details there. But first, I must say I was very sad indeed to learn the news of my recent untimely death. It's the official Bing search engine result page for John Cadogan. So it must be true. Sent to me by a fine, upstanding viewer of this channel named Michael Clarkson, all the way up there and around a bit in Denver, Colorado, which is so friggin' high that you should actually be able to see heaven from there, if in fact such a place existed. Heaven, not Denver. I'm fairly certain that Denver still exists. And being dead and such a great bloke too, I'm quite surprised I'm not up there in heaven, not Denver. Although I'm sure Denver is a very nice place. It'd be quite pleasant, I think, standing there on the edge of the clouds in heaven, peering down and waving to Mr Clarkson in a friendly fashion by way of acknowledging my thanks for the heads up on my untimely demise. And of course peering further down than Denver, clearly, and enjoying the suffering of the damned way below in hell. That's always uplifting too. I must say, however, that I'm doing okay and also looking good in the context of, you know, being an 89-year-old dead organic chemist from Brexit, Potamia. To me, death is just a flesh wound, clearly. In other online news, a recent sponsor of this fine program, CabinFeverHotties.com, has updated its homepage, amazingly enough. Here is an uplifting screenshot. 404 Ming Moles trademark not found. Sorry, John, not sure where those Ming Moles are. Well, allow me to retort 404 Bespoke Error Reporting Bot. The Ming Moles are all around. They're everywhere, just like being trapped in a friggin' silicon-enhanced matrix. You just need to know where to look. And it's M-O-L-L-S, moles, just saying. Powered by boobies. Yes. Gotta love those boobies on lockdown. Some people really do have too much spare time out there connected to the internet. I think you'd agree. But not... 58-year-old Mary Barra, the somewhat useless high priestess of General Motors, whom I think identifies as a woman. That's just a guess. It's very hard to tell on anything from the 1960s, I find, without a complete roadworthiness inspection. And even then, I mean, God, there's a recent subjective dimension to all of this which confuses the shit out of me. This stuff is just so complex in the 21st century. I feel like a friggin' anachronism. 
Mr. Umsbara has unleashed the four horsemen of corporate rat fuckery on Holden dealers. Yes, stick and move, Detroit style. Apparently there is a Mexican standoff right now between these two elite groups of high-level rodent humpers, GM and its former allies. Entertainment doesn't get much more compelling than this. On one side, Holden Dealers and its lawyers, Pumpus Git and Associates, or whatever they call themselves, incensed, incensed at being treated like Holden customers, which I think you'd agree is one step below Guantanamo Guest. On the other side of the standoff are the four horsemen of Rat Humpery and Mr. or Mrs. Barra, who have, that's not funny, who have now set a May 2020 deadline for Holden dealers to accept GM's allegedly insulting, shitty, lowball, early termination compensation packages. I'm paraphrasing. Rod Sims from the ACCC is stuck entertainingly in the middle, looking down both rodent humping barrels contemporaneously, which is a neat trick, attempting to wake up the ACCC from its succimathonium-induced paralysis, metaphorically. Too busy, I note, to act for individuals, but on the case when a bunch of car dealers allege the butthurt has become intolerable. Hashtag priorities. Ah, where was I? The latest twist in this hilarious corporate sitcom, which has made me a believer in karma, and which proves in my mind that GM really are masters of the zero lube insertion. GM's rat-humping horsemen are now informing dealers that even if they accept their offer on time during May, they will not get paid in full for months. I'd suggest corporate cockheads do not get any more tumescent than this, except, of course, at Volkswagen. In a highly confidential email from Holden to its dealers, which was doubtless tactically leaked to Joshua Dowling at Car Advice one or two seconds after transmission, Senior Holden rat humpers explain, if that's the right word, that it will be necessary to extend the payment dates. This, they say, from some parallel universe where just about anything goes, is due to the many and varied impacts of the zombie apocalypse. Apparently, GM's zero lube payment proposal is 30% within two weeks of signing one's dealership away, kind of like the Titanic, 30% within three months, and the balance of some 40% sometime after October, if you can believe them. The truth is quite malleable at 300 Renaissance Drive, Detroit, I think you'll find. It's a quantum mechanics thing, obviously. Schrodinger's asshole. I suggest you look it up on Google. That could be quite interesting now that I think about it. Soon-to-be ex-Holden dealer Butthurt seems to radiate from GM's bulimic compensation offer, which is about 1500 bucks per car sold over some preceding period, so some number of cars times 1500 bucks take away the number you first thought of, whereas... KPMG book cookers retained by Holden dealers seem to think a far better number is 6,100 bucks per car, 
plus other compensatory provisions. The rat humpers from Detroit via Port Melbourne have just added time pressure to this whole deal for apparently no good reason, except, of course, the sheer unmitigated pleasure of fucking other humans over, which I think you'd agree is always most entertaining. Future financial circumstances are very uncertain and very careful financial planning is required. GM Holden also needs to assess and plan for how it will resource its network to meet ongoing service, repair, warranty and related obligations to customers. GM Holden will therefore need to understand from each dealer by the end of May whether they accept our offer. Well, that sounds like a good old-fashioned ultimatum to me. With his or her factories closed across Retardistan, Canada, Mexico and South America, thanks to the zombie apocalypse, the potentially female Mr. Umsbara has apparently developed an allergy to spending GM's money. Except, of course, on his or herself. That's always a done deal with these CEOs, pretty clearly. Money to burn there, I think you'll find. Allegedly, the rat humpers say GM sales are at historically low levels on a global basis, which has sparked a need to review all costs across the global business. Dealers, of course, say they were completely blindsided by the death of the Holden brand. But I'm surprised that even they can claim, with a straight face, to be quite that stupid. I know very few of them paid attention at school, but even if they are in fact that dumb, they should have watched this excellent video just up there somewhere on the desktop anyway, which was when I knew beyond reasonable doubt that the Holden brand was beyond salvation. Frankly, I find it kind of amazing that here we are afloat in this sea of sweeping global emergency, which is quite concerning, I think you'd agree, and yet we continue to be entertained with ongoing surprise and delight by two myopically self-interested groups of abject mother lovers hilariously at war. Battle of the Rat Humpers, coming soon, or at least in, I don't know, 459 days or something, to an Olympiad near you. I'd pay for front row seats there. A multinational car maker, you know, hell-bent on cutting costs at any friggin' cost, and superseded playing the moral outrage car dealers after suddenly becoming as disposable as every customer who ever paid them a deposit and signed on the dotted line within their showrooms. Yes. More on this to come, I'm absolutely certain. There is a pro tip on this, hidden in plain sight, for you to consider, perhaps, concerning confidentiality. When they say a confidential this or that, email, memo, whatever was leaked to, you know those confidentiality disclaimers, the ones you see on the bottom of every corporate email? Well, I'd put it to you that they do not mean anything. You can write confidential as many times as you want on a friggin' email or a letter or a memo or an envelope or some file full of dirt that you leave on the friggin' bus. Unless, of course, what's in it is a state secret. If there's no contract between you and the recipient, the recipient is basically free 
to use it, to publish it, to YouTube, tweet, Facebook or Instagram, the crap out of it. And there's not a hell of a lot you can do about it, even if they put your name on it particularly if they get the details right. I get people who send me stuff all the friggin' time. Often these people are insiders from this or that organisation and they have some axe to grind, you know. Perhaps they've been wronged or perhaps their moral compass has been bent by virtue of the actions of their employer, okay? And they're a bit offside about that on moral outrage grounds. Anyway, they send me this stuff and it could see them lose their jobs or worse, get them dragged into court with a civil claim for damages arising from breach of contract, I suppose, if their name were to be associated with the leaked information. Employees, for example, are generally bound by an employment contract which imposes obligations upon them not to disclose confidential information. And if they do then that's a breach of contract. And if you do that, you could presumably be sued. And this is never pleasant. Okay, so the pro tip here is if you are motivated to become a whistleblower for whatever reason, to dump it all on the press, unless you trust the recipient with not just the information, but also with your job or the damages bill and potentially your own freedom, do not disclose the information if you are in fact under some contractual confidentiality obligation. Get legal advice if necessary before you take this step. Because if you proceed, it could be rather a short period of elation like Yes, followed by quite a long, painful stint of endurance in court. And if you decide to disclose this information, you really might want to figure out a rather clever way to remain completely anonymous to the recipient. Because if it comes to court, the other team, supported by evil and associates, whomever, they could subpoena someone like me, okay, who received the information and a court could then attempt to compel me to disclose who you are, if in fact I know. And if I decline, some man, usually wearing a wig with a gavel, can just put me behind bars for friggin' contempt of court until I see fit to review my enthusiasm for preserving your anonymity. Just saying. This is not advice, okay, and I'm certainly no lawyer, don't do anything illegal and always be very careful with disclosing confidential information, particularly if you are on the cusp of doing so just because you've got your tits in a knot.